Welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder. And I'm Sarah Severson, and we're the co-producers of The Raven Narratives. The story you're about to hear was told by Christian Gehring in June when the theme was broken. Christian is a young man from the Pueblo of San Felipe in New Mexico. He fills his time by roaming throughout the Four Corners area and running up mountains. You can catch him smiling with a bowl of his homemade red chili popcorn or in short shorts and a bandana. Here is Christian's story. On a Sunday morning in September of 2012, it was going to be the start of a fresh, cool, brisk morning along the Pine River Trailhead just north of the Vallecito Reservoir. Not only was it going to be the start of a new day, but it was going to be the start of a new experience for myself along with my fellow teammates, Tate, Joey, Jess, and the members of the Fort Lewis cross-country men and women's team, varsity program. Um, we were, the, the four of us were embarking on doing a long run, and so was everyone else. But we wanted to go a little longer. Um, this long run was going to take us 18 miles, what we like to call an 18-mile out and back, which is nine miles out and nine miles back. So we couldn't, we, hopefully we weren't going to get lost because it was going to be a linear path in some way. Um, but to give you a little background, um, this particular run was going to be the capstone to a 100-mile week. So I've never run that many miles in a week, and my coach and my fellow teammates were aware that uh, my, teammate, my fellow teammates and I were going to do this. So it was going to be a long day as well as a long run, but... Our coach had some post-run activities planned for us to eat some pancakes at his house, um, just, I think, north of Bayfield. So we had something to look forward to after this long run. And as we prepared for our run, it was, again, cool, brisk, nice, cloudy morning along the trailhead, uh, we decided that we'd still shed some layers. So uh, we got rid of our tops and our bottoms. Don't worry, they're still shorts. But these shorts were short, short, running shorts. And we had two shoes and two socks on. And now uh, we decided to head out on the run. And as um, many of you may be familiar with this trail, it's really beautiful. It runs right along the Pine River. Um, and as we were beginning, it, you know, it was, two, it was a relatively large trail at the beginning. And we were able to um, run you know, two up front, two in the back. And we're just cruising along. This particular run, we were very, I feel, quiet. Usually on other runs, we're pretty talkative, but we were both, we're all, the four of us were pretty new to this experience. We weren't, none of us have run this far. Um, so we, I think that anxiety, you know, that anxiousness or uh, that nervousness was there, that we weren't, you know, thinking we could possibly make it back, but uh, we still continued on. We start clock, clocking off the miles. And as we continue to, you know, move our feet along this trail, it was already drizzling as we started, and we could feel the moisture in the air. It's almost like we didn't even need hydration. We just kind of just <gasps> breathed real hard to suck in some water. 
But uh, not only was it collecting on my tongue, but it was also on my body and in my hair. I could feel that I was becoming saturated and um, felt good. I felt, I didn't feel cold, I didn't feel chill, but I felt the heat within myself that I was gonna be powering through this run to make it back to the trail, because I was hungry as well. Um, as we continue on, we're going, that drizzle turns into a steady downpour. And the trail, at this point, begins to narrow. This is about mile three, begins to narrow. And it almost seems that it's turning into a stream. Some of the rocks are becoming more exposed, and you can see it's shiny. It's almost like if we were to make a wrong step, we could slip. But yet we persevere, and we carry on, and we continue on. And we're moving further away from the river that's running along the trail. But we could still hear that distant roar just to our, to our right, which would be to our east. And we're continuing up. And um, this trail will actually, I believe, will take you all to the Creed, uh, which is north of Alicito, but it'll pop you out of our pass. We weren't going to go that far. That'd be, a long, that'd be a much longer day. We were sticking with nine. And as we continue on, that steady downpour kind of fluctuates, comes in and out. And um, that, the trail doesn't seem to let up. It continues to rise and move further away from the river. And we start to get higher up on, along this ridge. We weren't cresting it at any point, but we were getting at certain beautiful vantage points. And as we got close to nine miles, we could see pockets of sunshine start to come through the clouds. And we start to see that not every ridge top around us in this valley was uh, exposed or visible. But yet, it was still bright enough that we could see that there was something you know, beneath those clouds or within those clouds. And as we reached nine miles, we made an agreement when we said uh, we reached nine that we would stop and take a, take a break and, you know, assess where we're at. Um, so when we reached nine miles, we came around a bend in the trail. And we were high above the river, but we could still hear it. We saw it, and we saw the river playing along it as well. And we could see the ridge to the, to the west of us. And as we're sitting there, we're looking in, seeing the pockets of sunshine and the clouds moving relatively flat, uh, fast. And as we're making, you know, our scanning the perimeter, we see this large waterfall falling off the eastern ridge. And it's just gorgeous. Just, it's almost like spewing straight out of the, the, the geologic formation there. It's just, it's just, you can, I almost felt like I could hear the water but it was just gushing out. And as we're scanning and seeing this and the sunshine hitting, you know, the rays of sunshine hitting the ground and these evergreens and pines around us, we continue to scan. And to our south, there's this large tree. And with a quick crash, like if someone picked up a bunch of logs off the ground and dropped them, this large bird of prey takes flight out of this tree. And you could hear the of it taking off, and later on we find out it was an osprey. But what scared me shitless and my fellow teammates was the fact that this bird was taken off mid-flight along with this beautiful waterfall. And at that exact moment, as it's taking off, it's leaving this large white strand of shit. And we're just like, wow. And we thought, I think that's a good time to turn around. So. We make sure our shoelaces were tight, and we decide to head back to the trailhead. And at this time, I feel, I feel good. 
I, I feel I'm looking around my fellow teammates and they look, they look ready to, to get back to the trailhead. But there was still a sense that I don't know if we could make it or I don't know how I'd feel. I feel probably beat up after. I could feel my feet from all the moisture and all the water that we were running through the puddles on my shoes. They felt so saturated and I felt like sandbags. Every step I took almost seemed like I could see the water leaving the shoe, like bubbling up like a sponge. But I still continued on. And we're pushing, we're going. And I noticed at that point as we're descending down this trail, my rhythm with my breathing and my pace and, is, and my heartbeat is, is getting in line. My heart's going. My breathing's And it feels good. Feels real good, and I start to realize that the miles are continuing to be clocked off, and we're going. And as we get back to the trailhead, we feel relieved. We made it. And we each give each other a fist bump, and there's not much congratulations to each other. And neither are our coaches or our team there. Just two, our, just two of our assistant coaches are there. And they look somewhat worried, and they let us know that coach sent anyone home, and we're going to have a pancake breakfast. So we felt a little relieved, we're gonna get on our way. So as we're beginning to leave the trailhead, we're making our bend around the Vallecito Reservoir and we see our coach's red Dodge truck pull up around the, around the road and we could see him looking at us and telling us to slow down and turn around, or slow down and pull off to the road. And at that moment, he decides to flip around, you could see the dust that he picks up from flipping a U-turn, and he pulls up behind us gets out of the car nonchalant, you know, very calm, but he comes up to the door of, of the driver's side and knocks on the window. And he says, is everyone okay? Is everyone safe? And he says, and when we say, yeah, everyone's okay. And he blows up. His face rises in redness, like, a temp like the temperature in a thermometer, and says, what the hell were you thinking? How could you be so selfish and not thinking that you were going to be out there for so long? I sent everyone home, and he just blew up. He was worried. He was worried for our safety that we weren't going to make it back. He was so frustrated, he said, I don't know if I could do this no more. I don't know if I want to coach. I'll see you on Monday. And he says, get back to Durango. And at that moment, we're just kind of, we didn't say much. Roll up the window and hit the road. And as we're going back, it's very quiet, all the way back on that road. And as we get back to the city limits, it's been quiet this whole time. And we feel that, I feel this welling of a childhood giggle come up from my stomach. And we start to laugh as we hit the intersection by bread. And I think we took it all in that that all happened. A bird shit, our coach blew up on us. And we come to find out that that run has resonated with me to the day because my fellow teammates and I persevered. But from those, that season and the seasons to follow were one of the most phenomenal seasons the Ford has ever had. I broke many of the, rec the school records, and we took our team to nationals for three years in a row. So not only did we um, scare, and not only scare ourselves, but not only did we feel like we could break through our own barriers, we were able to break down people to see that we actually were able to do what we can do.
Thank you. Thanks, Christian, for telling your story. To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives event, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. And if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And don't forget to share these stories with your friends. And as always, a big thanks goes out to our photographer, McCarson Tafoya of Red Scarf Shots. Check out the portraits of our storytellers on the gallery page of the Raven Narratives website, and be sure to visit her website at redscarfshots.com. Our theme music was written, composed, and performed by Jazar, and you can find out more about his music on SoundCloud or at freemusicarchive.org. The Raven Narratives is a production of KSJD Radio in Cortez, Colorado. Find out more at ksjd.org. (laughs) 